T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. In hour two on WEEI Football Sunday, Patriots will play the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Let's welcome in our friend Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. He is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. To the Harbor One hotline we go. Tom Curran, good morning. What's up, Andrew? We're all right. We're uh, trying to figure out how to take the comments of uh, Vance Joseph, where uh, it's the old, uh, what was that? Was it Adam Sandler? They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> it was. Right now, that's what an opposing defensive coordinator is doing to the Patriots offense. Let's start there. What did you make of the very open, candid, and Hell, giggling while saying it, comments of defensive coordinator Vance Joseph of the Cardinals. Well, there were no, there were no lies detected in what he said. I mean, mm-hmm. the Patriots, as we saw at the end of the game last uh, time out against the Bills, they basically turtled and tried to save themselves on the scoreboard and really stopped trying to compete to win the game, and I thought we're trying to save face. When you look at the landscape of the mm-hmm. game, and when we look at the negative runs, the no-game runs the Patriots have got, he's exactly right. What's interesting is I understand from watching the league when a, when a coach or a player knows he's walking down a road. And I think that kicked in on Vance Joseph. And I think he made a conscious decision to say, but I'm not going to say he's a good coordinator or Matt's a good coach. And I know that he's doing the best he can. And I'm sure he's going to have a hell of a plan for us on Monday night. He didn't do any of that. No. He just kept plowing forward. So I think there's a level of delight being taken in. The, I don't know. Well, it's, maladies that they're experiencing. Yeah, no, and I think it's it's interesting too, coming from who's saying it. The, the Arizona Cardinals defense stinks. Like it's not even a. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of teams that maybe could say it, and then they could back it up. The Patriots score a touchdown, kick a couple field goals, and they're like, "All right, see, told you so." Like as much as I and everybody else am down on the Patriots offense, isn't this as good a chance as any to actually move the ball and score points? Yeah, um, in my preview column that I wrote, I had all the numbers in there. They're one of the worst on third down in the league. I think it's 28th. Um, They do not generate sacks. They're, I believe, 28th in the league in terms of sacks generated per pass attempt. 32nd in red zone defense. Um, So you have all the opportunities for the things that you don't excel at, 
whether it be keeping pressure off Mac Jones, converting on third down, or finishing in the red zone, they're all there. But if I'm, you know, Jacoby Myers is out, and if I'm Vance Joseph, I'm looking at this and saying just what the Patriots offense we all think would be saying. Good chance for us to get right here, guys. Tom, when you when you look at that and you say, all right, there's a good chance for them to get right in this situation, can you see them doing that, or is it what Van Johnson says it is, right? If they know Joseph. it's – I can't know why I keep saying Van Johnson. Van Johnson. Van Johnson. Van Johnson. <laughs> All you think of is Uncle Leo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you, Van Johnson? Yeah, am I thinking of the old Dolphins receiver? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so when you look at Van Joseph and what he is trying to do – don't don't you look at this offense and go, okay, we got to be more than just screens and, you know, bubble screens and wide receiver screens and uh, running back screens? Yep, and I think that Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne articulating it at the end of last game means that everybody's already there. It's just nobody's saying it. And when they're saying it out loud, we have to keep fighting. We have to go down the field. We have to use players. They, they do not, for the 97th time, and I'm sure you guys are all in agreement, have bad offensive players. Devontae Parker is capable. Nelson Aguilar is occasionally capable. Kendrick Bourne had 55 catches for 800 yards last year. I think it was like a 78% completion rate throwing to him. Myers isn't going to be there, but that doesn't mean they don't have competent players. They just have a horrendous offensive line in terms of consistency and an unimaginative and not on its details, play calling and system right now. So, yeah, they should make them pay. They should make them pay. They should be able to have a you know 382 yard passing game like the Patriots did against the Minnesota Vikings, and they should be able to get right at this point. Wiggy, mm-hmm. if you go in there and have a screen fest and a whole bunch of dives on second and nine because you're afraid of going three and out. Then you're just turtling on the season. You you got to fight. I mean, Matt Jones pleading to fight at the end of that game. Um, that's the complete opposite of what we're accustomed to with a Patriots team having the players say, "Let's let's get active, coaches." Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Matt Jones and the end of that Buffalo game, demonstratively on the sideline, sort of screaming to anyone who will listen. Now I know earlier in the year. This seemingly bothered the coaches. So is Mac going to catch any blowback by actually showing emotion on the sideline that most normal quarterbacks would show in the situation he was in? I don't think he will. And I don't think that he really did earlier in the year either. Um, I, I'm not sure that I really believe that that occurred. So maybe I'm forgetting it. But I don't think that they have ever complained about the um, him being a vocal player, I think you know he gets a little mopey at the podium occasionally. But I don't think they're even going to intervene on that. They know that they you know gave him as I've said a couple times a poop sandwich, no bread. So and they have to you have to eat the whole thing and keep smiling. And sometimes he doesn't smile. So I, I don't think that they're going to be mad about it. If if anything, they should be apologizing to him. The how likely do you think that will be? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mac, for you know the season, the entire season. The the wins and losses for the Patriots are split very clearly down the middle. Of they've beaten all the bad quarterbacks, and then they've lost to all the good <laughs> slash great quarterbacks this season. So and, where's and, Kyler Murray? <clears throat> right, that's my question. Where do where do we put Kyler Murray? And uh, again, I I think because of 
his you know mobility like Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson. I'm more likely to put him into that camp, even though I don't love the Cardinals. I mean, they're four and eight. They're they're a mess, and we talked about their defense. But I think Kyler Murray, to me, even with the season that he has had, belongs more in the group that you know the, the Kirk Cousins and all those guys. More so, he does the agree. Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett. Completely agree because of the dual threat ability that the Patriots have shown on, uh, an inability to, to to harness, whether mm-hmm. it's Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson. And Josh Allen to a lesser extent, but he extended plays, as we saw with the really back-breaking touchdown, I felt, on the scramble to the sideline. I mean, there's a couple of plays that I'm veering. There's a couple of plays that really illustrate what the season's about. And when you look at that throwback from Josh Allen, when Jonathan Jones, one of your better players, kind of said, eh, what's the worst that can happen? Touchdown. But when you look at the first third and one mesh play between two of your better players and Stevenson and Mac Jones, and it's a fumble, eh, they're just not getting better. So I guess in a roundabout way to answer the question, Rich, why would we think that they're going to get better at that very difficult task of harnessing talented dual-threat quarterbacks when in the most critical game of the year against your measuring stick opponent, you mess up the first third down and you stop playing in the red zone yeah. on a scramble against yeah. a player you can't do it. Yeah, and and, and and Tom, I completely agree with you because when you look at the Bears, they came in and everybody's like, oh, yeah, this will be an easy win for them. I know. And, I know. And, and then when you get that type of – and we've talked to Devin, and, you know, it's so difficult to defend players like that. But not only that, if, you know, having to worry about – uh, Kyla Murray. The other place where they really struggle, and we talked to Tyler about this on the Gray Hill Show, where it seems like it gets hotter and hotter every week, is the wide receiver position. And now you have DeAndre Hopkins, who looks like you know the past couple of weeks since he's been back is kind of hitting his stride a little bit. How do they defend, and or can they even defend? Because you look at Justin Jefferson, you look at Steph Diggs these past couple of weeks, and it seems like they can't defend the elite wide receivers. And, by the way, quickly, it also looks like maybe no Jalen Mills. He's mm-hmm. normally a Friday guest Correct. with us, and they right. gave us Adrian Phillips. Right. So Jalen, I believe, was out when the – Yeah, last week. Came. Yeah, yeah. My, no, he's already out. Mill, right. Mills, Myers, Win are already out. Okay. Yep. yep. So down. So that means Jonathan Jones, again, who I like. You, you can't not like Jonathan Jones and the cut of his jib and the way he does his job. Um, but he's not a shutdown corner, and he's not what J.C. Jackson was, even though they're similar stature. Hopkins is a treetop receiver. Jefferson isn't even as tall as Hopkins is. They're going to look at that matchup and say, we can eat right over here. No Rondale Moore for Arizona, which means that they're very quick and shorthanded downfield guy is not going to be there, but they, they have A.J. Green, too. You know, who's certainly not the A.J. Green he was in Cincy, but he can still be a pain in the ass. So, it's a problem. And the Patriots cannot go into this game imagining that they are going to hold Arizona to under 24 points. Now, Arizona allows, I believe it's 28 points a game, 26 mm-hmm. points a game. So, the Patriots should be able to get to that point if they play with aggression, which might mean okay, second and 10, we want to just get some positive yards here and give us a ourselves a shot on third down and the handoff that comes sorry can't do it we're throwing it again uh when you look at arizona is the way to get after them offensively just to take advantage of the uh supposed lack of study habits of kyler murray that would be a good remedy you know make him (laughs) under you know make him second 
guess think. what he's looking at or walk into a mistake. Whatever the Rams did to him in the playoffs last year, do that. Because that might have been one of the worst performances I've seen by an allegedly upper-tier quarterback in the history of professional football. It, it was insanely bad. So hope for that. But I think as, as we go into this game, one of the big-picture things, and it's what I wrote about, is we talk about must-wins all the time. And there's no such thing in my mind as a must-win that isn't an elimination game. But this is as close to a must-win as you can get without it being an elimination game. Because if you lose, you're then 6-7. and seven. The final four games are against teams that are at least as good as you with the Raiders or better than you with the other three. You could conceivably finish that. You've already lost three straight. This would be the fifth in a row in prime time that you lose. The climate around the team would be very, very poor. Yeah, I know this one's massive. I agree. Uh, to your knowledge, Tom, what kind of relationship is there w- between Bill Belichick and Cliff Kingsbury? Because... A lot of people obviously point out, like, oh, well, you know, he, he played for him. It's like, well, kind of. Like, he, he was drafted by him, was on the team for a season, he was on IR, and then he was gone. Like, he, I think he literally spent one year in New England, still gets brought up, still gets discussed, you know, Tom Brady's backups that are coaching in the NFL and all that stuff. But that was also a long time ago, so I don't know if they talked about it at all this week, but the Belichick-Kingsbury dynamic. Belichick did mention that they have texted and talked in the past. I don't think it's – he didn't make it sound like it's a regular thing, but it's – they have spoken on the phone over the course of the 15 years since he has been here. So I think there's a relationship. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys, whether it be Vrabel or Kingsbury, you know, they leave and then they follow a different track, go to college, and Kingsbury's college track, I think it was San Diego State and then to Texas Tech. Where he had Mahomes, it's, it's, it's a uh, he went. Track. Yeah, he went Houston. He was at Houston with uh, I think it was Case Keenum, and then he went to Texas A and M, then Texas Tech. Okay, yeah. So that that overlap, and you know, Bill is a creature of habit. You know, he's going to go to Michigan. He's going to go to Alabama. He's yeah. going to go to Arkansas. He's going to go to Rutgers. Haven't seen a lot of Texas Tech guys coming in. Although there's a couple this year where uh, where the hell Marcus Jones went to Houston. Houston. So at least there's yeah. a little more, but mm-hmm. so. Um, I just don't think that they've crossed paths a ton, right. but I don't think that there's any um, agitation. Mm-hmm. Well, I might say, what's the story with what's the story with Van Johnson here? <laughs> <laughs> but there is, you know, what there's one thing, Tom. Though, is when you play for Bill, even if it only might be for a year, you kind of get a little glimpse into the inner workings of how he thinks. Right, so if you're Cliff Kingsbury, yep. you know, and he goes, okay, hey, he wants to take away out, you know what he perceives as our best weapon, right? So you start to learn some of those things. And I understand maybe you pull out what the Rams did, but then again, they had a guy by the name of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. You don't have neither one. Uh, so I don't know if you could necessarily pull out the Rams defensive play scheme. But when you look at just the knowing the inner workings of what Bill wants to do, isn't it a little bit easier to maybe attack that? Even similar to we saw Kevin O'Connell a few weeks ago with the um, with the Vikings and yep. they weren't able well, they weren't able to slow down uh Justin Jefferson. If I'm the Patriots, I'm looking at and I'm dropping seven on almost every play. Think it through. And if you try and run, we should have plenty of bodies back here to deal with you. Which if you're dropping seven on almost every play, you're gonna neutralize the impact that, that Judon can have, or six or seven dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's gonna be five on five against the offensive line, or four on five if you've dropped seven. 
and just make them think it through. And you have people to, to neutralize the run. So what do you do on that, Wiggy and, mm. and Gresh? Guys who are the X's and O's guys, you're probably going to hand off, correct? Yeah, but I think Kyler Murray has that skill set where even if you drop seven, him coming forward full speed and you as like a zone player and then trying to have to tackle him in open space is very difficult. I'd blitz him. I'd heat him up. That's what I would do if he has issues, you know, reading coverages and going through that. I would heat him up and I'd make sure I'd say every time we're going to have a free rusher in his face and just when you get there, make the play and let him try to figure out, all right, where do I need to go with the football? But just don't lose. But, yeah, bring it whether it be Duggar, whether it be Phillips, whether it sometimes be Mac Wilson, bring that fifth rusher from a weird spot, which I'm sure they will, will, will attempt to do. You know, I remember the two Buffalo games last year, Devin McCourty talked about what Steve Belichick did. In the first one, they, they did the same thing the whole time. In the second one, McCourty said, Steve tried everything. He threw the kitchen sink. He pulled every single lever, and we could not stop them. So I don't think that, Kyler Murray is nearly in the same class as Josh Allen in whether it be arm, legs, or thought process or weapons. So as a result, take your chances, throw everything at him. But I, I would definitely lean to the side of keep six and seven downfield, make him think his way down the field. Eight yard gains, which could be a pain in the ass if it's an eight, if it's an eight minute drive, they check out, you check in, try to get aggressive. No time to throw and three and out they're back out there tommy who wins tomorrow night i think arizona is going to win because if you look at the teams that arizona has played and lost to and played and beaten look right down their schedule they the teams they've lost to are pretty good and they've been pretty competitive they don't really get blown out i wish i had it in front of me right now um I yeah, I think but, the uh, the opener against Kansas City was the only lopsided one. Yeah. Uh, they lost by three to Philly. Well, they did lose ten to Seattle, but eight to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah uh, then obviously the last time they played was the Chargers. They lost yeah. by a point. Thirty-eight so, ten was uh, the other San Francisco. Out. So a couple couple in there, but yeah, overall I get your point. I get they your don't point. have a Bears loss out there, you know. No, they they don't have something like that. So that's why I look at this team. They're going to look at it as a get right game. The Patriots have some health issues. This is the kind of quarterback you don't like to deal with. They again, this is another team the Patriots are going to see after a rest. So, it's I could see them losing this game and and things being very interesting as we proceed. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. He's with us on WEEI Football Sunday. You get him Tuesday on uh, Gresham Keefe as well. And, of course, from Maloney, Fourier, and Mego on Thursdays. TC, thank you. We appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a great Sunday, guys. See you. There you go. Hey, thanks, you too. There goes uh, Tommy Curran. Here is Ethan ready to trend. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending brought to you by Wilmington Builders Supply. Contractors, Wilmington Builders Supply has everything you need to make your next project a success with a full line of building materials, including Matthews Brothers Windows. Wilmington Builders Supply has what you need. Get your new window project started with Matthew Brothers Windows today at wilmbuild.com. Trending here at WEI and WEI.com. 
Patriots are off today as they get set to play the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. Jacoby Myers, Jalen Mills, and Isaiah Wynn are already listed as out with Damian Harris being listed as doubtful. And a reminder to you all, we do have football all day long here at WEI. Right after the show at 1 o'clock, we are having or hosting excuse me, the Jets at Bills. Then at 4 o'clock, you can listen to Chiefs at Broncos and Sunday Night Football coverage starting at 7.30 p.m. for the Dolphins at Chargers. In college football, the USC Trojans quarterback Caleb Williams winning the high Heisman Trophy with 544 of a possible 929 first place votes. And in FCS playoff news, the Holy Cross Crusaders fell to the South Dakota State Jackrabbits 42-21 to end their undefeated season. For the Celtics, they fell to the Warriors yesterday 123-107. They play again tomorrow night at 10.30pm against the LA Clippers. And your Bruins have a rematch against Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights tonight in Las Vegas. Puck drop for that game is at 8pm. I'm Ethan Rosadulu and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. We'll take a look at the Patriots defense against the Cardinals and we'll get you some inactives as well next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Easy listening. Yeah, that's right. Football talk on WEEI. Ethan mm-hmm. is spinning your hits this yes. afternoon. Yep. And this is uh, Michael McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's not Van Johnson? Uh, no, I am super Van Johnson. <laughs> that was an all timer wig. You, you gave Vance Joseph three different names yeah. at a Van minute. Johnson. Right. That's all I can think of. I don't know why I keep thinking of <laughs> All I can think why of not? is Uncle Leo. You believe your sunglasses right. on? It's, Who are you, Van Johnson? I'm, I'm like getting that, and it's, you know, then you got the kid from uh, the uh, Rams, the wide receiver. Van Jefferson. Yeah, right. So they're all oh, you Van Jefferson. Sean Jefferson's kid. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm, I'm like, I kind of get into watching The Office all the time. So now I got Bob Vance on the mind. <laughs> Vance Refrigeration? <laughs> Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. So I'm like, you know, and Van Johnson. I'm like, wait a second. That's the, that was, he was part of, was he part of the Dolphins, right? No. Or was he part of the Three Amigos? Vance Johnson. Vance Johnson, I think, played for the Broncos. You know okay. what? I think he might have been the third amigo now okay. that I think of it. 
Yeah. Because that was during the – hold on. No, yeah, yeah, no. They won, John they, Remember, there were three for the Dolphins and three for the Broncos. He was definitely – Vance Johnson only played for the Broncos. Okay. So, so he was part of the three amigos for it. the Broncos. Three amigos. Right. Oh, so it's Vance Johnson that was not Vance Joseph. Okay. Now I'm getting effing confused. And there was, the other amigos. Good lord! I could, <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you. But there, then there was the Dolphins. Was Mark Jackson, one of them. And I don't remember the that, not they, the former coach. No, no, but, but remember the Dolphins around that time had three of their own. Well, they had the Marks brothers. They had Duper and Clayton. Okay, Duper Clayton. I remember those guys. They had three wide receivers of their own Jeez, during, the, during the Marino era. All right, I got the uh, three amigos. Vance Johnson, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson. Ricky Natiel. Ricky Natiel. Ooh, would not have gotten, it would have taken right. me a while. Ricky, Ricky Natiel would have been right. the one I forgot no. about, too. And Jackson had some good years. Though. And Marino's guys were. I thought it was just the Marks brothers. No, no, Marino had three of them, too. Oh, man. In that era. No, yeah, Marino had Duper and Clayton. That was it. And I that thought was there was it. one more. No, I'm sure it was, it was just, I'm pretty sure it was just those two guys. I think it was that. That was mid-80s run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he realized, oh, quarterbacks can throw the ball. Well, and then it, he, he also had uh, his tight end, Keith Jackson. Yeah, Keith Jackson. But the, my point was, like, that the era of the three amigos was wedged right there with yeah. the Marino guys, you know. So, so I, you, had, <laughs> you had the Marx brothers in Miami. You had the three amigos in Denver. Uh, Denver and mm-hmm. then you had the Smurfs in Washington, right? Weren't those oh, the remember the Gary the Clark, Art Monk, yeah. and Ricky Sanders? Yeah, yes. there you yeah. go. Yeah. So that was a lot of three wide receivers. I, the <laughs> Oilers ones was even better. Yeah. Haywood Jeffries, Ernest Givens, and uh, Webster Slaughter. I think it was Webster Slaughter. I know for a period Maybe of time played in uh, Cleveland as he was well. There too. Yeah, and then Drew Hill also. Well, because Warren Moon would just go four wide yep. with those guys yeah. and sling it. Oh, that was yeah. The that was the, shoot whole, the Mouse Davis yeah. version yeah. of the run and shoot, yep. which it was, was yeah. nowadays would get yeah. just killed. That's, but, that's but, when but, Warren Moon came down from Canada and was like, wait just, a second. Just wait. spreading them out. Right. That's right. And what a good he, quarterback he was. I was just going to say, really good. you had him in my in uh, Minnesota? No, 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 no. no he was gone by now? No, he had Culpepper. I had got Dante. Oh, yeah, Dante. And Big, Big, Big. Brad Johnson? Yeah, Big Brad Johnson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shiny Super Bowl ring. Yeah, like Super Bowl winner, true. That's right. True, you forget true, that true. that guy uh, won a yeah. championship. Well, this portion of WEEI Football Sunday brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. So as we uh, look on the other side of the ball, Patriots defense matching up against the Cardinals. And I know we talked about it. What I mean, what a time for Jalen Mills to be down. He ain't the end-all, be-all. However... Uh, as the Patriots have been trying to match up against three wide receiver sets, it means that Miles Bryant plays. So it also creates two problems, as we saw against Buffalo. And again, I thought that uh, Diggs had, uh, Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. had less numbers than Justin Jefferson, but to me, it was more impact. Because wherever they moved him around, however they tried to match up against him, he made tough contested catches. We know that Buffalo, they got the run game going, Mm -hmm. what feels like forever ago. But uh, Allen was able to connect with Diggs. And Wiggs, I'm, I'm curious for your thoughts on this. Jack Jones got matched up against high-end guys. Mm -hmm. And we saw at least with Quinn and Williams, there was a transition there with Cole Strange. Mm -hmm. Ended up playing better second time around against the Jets. For guys like Jack Jones, seeing a little bit, and he got put on Steph Diggs a little bit too, because Mm -hmm. I think the rotation would have been Mills and Jones and keep Jack Jones off of him. Instead, 
You had to have uh, John Jones mm-hmm. really try to lock in a little bit and, mi- and then to mix it up, you had to put the other Jones over there. So for the rookie, how big are these learning experiences in dealing with the true high-end guys? Because I have to think mm-hmm. that Jack Jones at some point is going to see him some DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it's it's great for your learning process, but the only problem, problem is the learning process is at a critical time during your, your football season where you need to win these games. And it even goes back to, like, um, uh, Steph Diggs undressed Jonathan Jones on the touchdown. Oh, that yeah. was Jonathan. So mm-hmm. you, they don't have that guy. No. Like, even if Jalen Mills plays, they don't have that guy. And 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 the question I have is, what's going on defensively? Because usually Bill takes away their best player and says, "All right, you're going to beat us in other other areas." But if you look at the past couple of weeks with the best wide receivers, and you're now starting to see them dogs, right. whether it was Ju- uh, Justin Jefferson or Steph Diggs, like, you're not even taking those guys away. So what makes me – we talked about this with Tommy Curran. If you're not doing – you know, not able to take away uh, Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson, your, your defense is struggling again, what makes me believe that you're going to stop DeAndre Hopkins? Well, what's interesting is is that – they did a good. Patriots did a good job of keeping Josh Allen in the pocket. Yeah, that's. But in but in doing so, I think it slowed down a little bit of the pass rush mm-hmm. because we saw a lot of depending on which uh, you know where they were lined up on the field. It felt like Josh Uche was turned loose, mm-hmm. and Matt Judon at times could get loose. But then again, it was don't give up the edge. So it it felt like they gave up something to try to make sure Allen didn't beat him with his legs. Right. But then again, it gives up other stuff on right. the back and end, so it's kind of like you pick your poison Right, here. and the other issue that you have is yeah, you kept Allen in the pocket, but not only did Steph Diggs kill you, you then gave up plays to Isaiah McKenzie. Now when you look at the Cardinals, all right, you got to slow down DeAndre Hopkins, but mm-hmm. now I think Hollywood Brown is back, right? Yeah, yep. so, yep. so now you got to have to deal with him because he, he was playing well before he got hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and he was kind of like, you know, the go to guy for Kyla Murray. So you're going to have issues. You've already shown that you struggle against elite wide receivers, just in, you know, based yeah, on. Yeah, no, what, they have. You're right. Because if you look at all season long, they hadn't really played anybody of this caliber in that now. Now this whole stretch oh, run, man. it's everybody. It's, I was talking to Gresh the other day. Don't you think it's because Cooper Cup's out on injured reserve? Mm-hmm. I think in some order they're facing the six best receivers in the NFL Yeah, in, I, a, in a row. In whatever order you want, but I would say Justin Jefferson, uh, Steph Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyree Tyree Kill, Kill Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it might be the sixth, that, it, sixth that, best yeah, in a row. You might that that it's probably wild. is. I don't know who else you. Would. I don't know who. Like, the only one I think you can make a case for is Cooper Cup, but he's hurt anyway. Right. And, maybe Debo Samuel, but he maybe. But the, I'll take that six. Yeah, I'll take that six. And I think anybody. most people would take that yeah. six. So you are that. That's a great point there. And it already show you've already shown in the past two weeks you can you're not able to stop the because to guys. Wiggy's point they used to be able to do it so far as Hopkins has never scored a touchdown against the Pats. He's played him like seven times, eight times, I yeah. think it is. If you well, it helps when you have Stephon Gilmore. What, you, right. You had Gilmore or you had Jackson or you probably well, had You were just in a different in place in playing against him, too, because they, he spent so many years in Houston and they gobbled up Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they, they smoked him. But, you know, go back to trying to think even early on, probably there was a year where there was Revis, mm-hmm. right? Like they had all these different guys because, right. you know, Hopkins came into the league in 13, right? He's been in the league a while. He's But they always had 
an answer for him. Right. Because also, most years, the Texans didn't really have anything else going for it, right? Even whether it was a bad quarterback or Watson, the only target they had was Hopkins. Cardinals are kind of in a similar boat, right? Zach Ertz is on IR. We just Rondell Moore's not going to play. Hollywood Brown's a deep threat. Mm-hmm. Their running backs are nothing special. Right. Kyler Murray's legs, though, I guess, is the other thing that you sort of look at considering how they struggled yeah. against Fields. They struggled against Lamar Jackson. Because Deshaun so Watson doesn't things. have the same kind of legs that Kyler Murray has. No, no, definitely not. Well, let's take what you just mentioned there, Rich, and apply to the Bills game because there's a question coming out of it. So Josh Allen only ran for 20 yards on eight carries. Mm. However... You had James Cook and Devin Singletary combined 27 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was the mitigating factor was the Bills were able to keep their offense balanced. We'd always talked about, man, there's so much on Josh Allen. Josh Allen made some hero plays, right. but he didn't have to be the hero of the game right. because no. he had a run game. They're so picking get, up five yards of carry on first down. So there that's the question is, if you're going to try to make sure to keep Kyle Murray in the pocket – does that then hurt your ability to sort of stop the run? And do the Cardinals have the ability to put together enough of a run game no. and stay patient? Yeah, which is what the Bills did. The Bills yeah. stayed patient. I don't know if if uh, if Arizona will do. Yeah, that. I don't think Arizona has that run game. But the other difference is, is that when you're talking about runners. Josh Allen and Kyla Murray are not even in the same category. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So so you're 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 getting uh, Kyla Murray is more Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields type of runner. He's more of a running back. Yes, where he's shifty. He's got right. these Allen's moves. Allen's more Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah Allen, there you go. Right, true. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And so if the pocket breaks, that's why I said if the if you drop Tom, Tommy Curran's like, well, drop these seven guys in a coverage. Well, if the pocket breaks down and you have a guy like Kyla Murray who gets into the open field, yeah. he is extremely difficult to tackle in the open field, i.e. Jackson and Fields, where Josh Allen, not as hard to tackle. And that's where you create problems when you have now a guy who's running full speed ahead and you're you're a linebacker or a safety who turned in the coverage and now you're coming up and you're kind of standing there flat-footed against this full-speed Kyla Murray, it he's the most difficult guy to tackle in that type of well, space. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because a part of, I think, the, the Patriot tweaking, Patriots tweaking their defense last offseason was to get those linebackers or guys that can run. And sure enough, on the play where Allen rolls to his right, finds a way to stay in bounds, John Jones quits on the play, throws the touchdown mm-hmm. pass, Mac Wilson was right there. And you could see the closing speed where Wilson closed on Allen. Right. The difference was Allen was big enough to fend him off and still right. make a throw. But that's where a guy like Mac Wilson has got to finish those plays. Whereas if he's the one responsible for Murray, he not ain't only finishing he, it on Murray though. Well, that's the thing. That's is, the difference. Well, but see, on Murray, I wonder if it's the smaller guy easier for him to deal with because Wilson is a smaller guy. Like with Josh Allen, the speed is he was able though. to swat him away. Yeah, but the speed is different, right? So I get it. Mac but, Wilson has, but he's a, not. Matt, no, no. Kyle Murray has another gear, right? Yeah. So John can think. It, well, but I'm talking about when we're just talking about play breaks no, down. No, no. If I'm spying Kyle Murray, I'm spying him with two guys because one guy is not enough. And one guy is not enough. Josh Allen, it's a little bit easier, right? He's not as shifty. He's not as fast. So he is a bigger guy, right? But it's a little bit easier to tackle a bigger guy in space than it is to tackle a shifty, smaller, fast, Kyla Murray guy who's constantly I, I can't remember what the hell game it was I was watching Kyla Murray. He made a play where 
the play broke down. He went to the right sideline. He came, and it was like a two point conversion play. I think it might have been that game against the Raiders. Now that I think it, it might have been the Raiders. Oh, no, it yeah, was. That was yes. the craziest play well, right. of the year, probably. Yeah, it was the, week two. There was those three collapses, and one of them was by the Raiders, and the Cardinals pulled that game out of their hat. And that was the final drive. He had a dart of a throw. Yep. And then the two-point conversion, which is like, it was like five minutes of him running right. around like and, a video and, game. And, and, that, well, and that's what you want in a way yeah. because that's normally when the guy makes a bad decision. Right. Like Josh Allen right. has gotten better of either throwing it away, making the throw, or using the physicality. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this guy, if he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, mm-hmm. he'll throw you one but or the two. Difference but was, get it. the difference was it was more for a two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. If he's now doing that yeah, on his own, wild. if he's doing that on his own 20, and he goes, now he's got 40 yards of, you know, green grass in front of him to run and just do whatever he wants. So it's much difficult to defend a quarterback of that type of caliber than it is a Josh Allen or even a Cam Newton who's not as shifty. So I would spy him with two guys and saying, okay, we're not going to, we're going to make sure we always have two guys around them. But my biggest thing is going back to heating them up, blitzing them. So there's Mm. always a free runner in his face. And then the free runner just has to make force the, him to think. And the free runner has to make the tackle in the backfield before he can get going. And it forces him, like you say, to think. And when I say blitz him and heat him up, I'm talking like a cover zero. Nobody's got help in the back end. You're going to get him. Get up, play press coverage. He's either going to throw the ball early on some type of goal route. But if he doesn't, there's going to be not only one free guy, but we might even have two free guys on. And when you look at Buffalo, they got into good third downs. The Patriots have to handle the run to get them into longer third downs. That's where Buffalo did a good job of getting production out of their running backs and kind of balancing it out. Uh, In terms of some inactives, here are the guys that are active. If you are setting your fantasy lineup, Saquon Barkley is up. Amari Cooper, who's been uh, dealing with a, what was it, is a hip injury. So he did some pregame. He's going to be up. Trevor Lawrence is in. Zay Jones is in. Michael Carter is in. Uh, and then inactive, it's really big defensive players. Leonard Williams is out. Christian Darrisaw, the tackle for Minnesota. Yep. He's out once again. That's pretty big. James Robinson, inactive yeah. again. How about that? Jets go and get him, and not it's like, great. Ah, we don't like him. Hey, he's not doing anything. And uh, Joe Mixon's back. So after right. two weeks Mixon in with the concussion, Mixon playing for Cincinnati today. So they're getting healthy. Jamar Chase back last right. week, mixing back this week. So they're looking pretty good. I mean, that game, what a throw at the end of the game by uh, by Joe Burrow to, to yeah. T. Higgins. I mean, he just like you, you, there was no win though. There, no, great throw, great nasty. catch. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're gonna, and that's who you're going to see in a couple of weeks. That's yep. why the importance of right. obviously tomorrow night against the Cardinals yep. and next week again. But you've you've struggled in these, the first two games against these elite wide receivers, and it don't get any easier. Uh, this uh, this portion of WEEI Football Sunday and the inactives and the injury report brought to you by the Catches Law Group, New England construction workers. If you're on the job, Catches has your back at CatchesLaw.com. Who are the teams under the microscope today in the National Football League? We will get to some of that, and Cincinnati might be tied in. That's all next on WEEI Football Sunday. Eleven forty-eight on WEEI Football Sunday. Gresh, Keith, Wiggy here with you. We got you until one o'clock, and then it's a whole bunch of football here. 
Today on WEEI, uh, leading back into the Gresh Show from CBS Sports Radio until 2 a.m. Uh, so uh, I'll be your national post-game show after everything that uh, goes down today. Who's under the microscope outside of New England? Well, let's start in Cincinnati. And I know we'll uh, get to this game a little bit uh, later on when we start to go through Week 14 in the NFL. But Wiggs, Deshaun Watson, better performance today than last week? He did, not, nah, no, I, didn't get off to a rousing no, start. No, he did not. I, I think he gets a little better, but he's just so rusty. I mean, yeah. it's got these last five or six games, however many he's playing in, are going to be more of just him knocking the rust off. Because, you know, remember, he doesn't have the timing with these receivers and anything. So it's more about getting the timing back, knocking the rust off, letting it come back to you. Um, And so that's kind of what I see with Deshaun Watson. I don't expect him to kind of – maybe until, like, his last one or two games of the season, you'll start to say, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. it's starting to come back to him a little bit. But that much time off, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Because he looked awful in the preseason, too. Remember he played – was it a couple games or just the one? But he looked terrible in it. I think it might have been, like, one or two or something, and he didn't look right. And then a long layoff, and then looks awful against Houston last week. And, you know, they won the game, but it was all defense and special teams. The the offense didn't move the ball at all. Andy threw an – pick in the end zone right they're playing Cincinnati who not many teams are hotter than Cincinnati on the road so my guess is another ugly game for him uh now I know this guy is not going to be on the field however lots of news surrounding Odell Beckham Jr. Hmm. where it looked like old Jera was gonna sign him down in Dallas until he took a look at his knee and went hey I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. Well, they don't want to work out for anybody, right? Isn't that the reason why? Well, the problem with OBJ is, and I think he's now finally kind of come around and admitted it, is that he is not really truly going to be ready until the playoffs. So the word is, is that Buffalo is now back in this Mm. in part because they might be willing to wait. Well, or sign him for the final three weeks of the regular season, give him a little bit of time to be able to practice, go out, test it out. So I guess it isn't really fait accompli that OBJ is going Mm. to be a big playoff factor or, guys, Mm. is he? But it'll just be in someone's short playoff run. Yeah, I would see like a team, if I'm a team like Buffalo or Kansas City, I would think that would be a good move because, all right, we're not going to have a big package for you, but we'll just have you on the field and utilize you. And if you're good to go by the playoffs, and especially if we're a team that we expect to make a deep run, let's say he's really good to go by the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Or even the Super Bowl. Doesn't that now say, okay, gives us another guy that defensively teams have to worry about? Or if they're doubling Diggs or if they're doubling Kelsey, it opens up this window for a guy like OBJ that we feel like can add to our offense? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, Bills and Chiefs in particular, because I think it's sort of the same formula last year for him. He goes to a team, good offense, good quarterback, and already a true number one. So it's not like all the pressure's on him at all. So if he goes to Buffalo, like he's better than Gabe Davis. He's better than Isaiah McKenzie. But Josh Allen still has Steph Diggs. So if things go poorly, all right. You're done. Like, we tried it, and now we, we're still going to be our offense. Same with Kansas City. He, you know, Mahomes has made it work with Kelsey and whoever else, right? Like, nobody else has been dominant, but they've each had their moments, like Valdez, Scanling, and Sky Moore, and Smith-Schuster. Right. Chico's having a nice year for Now, Kansas he's all of a sudden turning yeah. on a little bit at, at, behind him. So, I think 
Odell Beckham would make sense either one of those places. Well, and I do wonder about Beckham, and I mentioned this to Keith, that if you're among the teams on the outside, like OBJ respects Bill in an alternative universe, is there a way maybe in the offseason that if Odell Beckham is available, he gets to kind of reset a little bit? Mm. And 10 months on an ACL? And it still ain't ready to go. Yeah, it seems like that. Usually, those things are like eight months, and these guys are back. Yeah, you know. So, I, I, who the hell knows? Is it, it was his He's older? Too, it was his maybe, left though. one, right? So it's not the. Didn't he have a previous one before? So is it the? Is it the same one? I don't think it's the same okay. one. And I don't know if he had a full blown ACL tear the I first he, time or not. I can't remember. Yeah, I think he did. I think he had one before where he messed his knee up. I have to double check. I this. think he really kind of wants to go back to the Giants. Hear the way he's been talking about Saquon. Now he's either yeah, drumming up but, interest right. or. No, but that quarterback situation. Yeah, is see, that's more of a, a next year him. thing. Yeah. And I think it's more of like, all right, who's going to be the quarterback here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he want to go somewhere where he's what? Thir- How old is he? 30? 30. 30 years old? Does he want to go somewhere and go, okay, I got maybe another kick at the can at this, and maybe I can get one last contract. Not going to be great, yep. but I want to go someplace where I know the quarterback is going to be able to be good and get me the football. Mm-hmm. Got to go somewhere with a good offense. Got to right. go right. That's why he probably wouldn't come here. He's probably looking at the quarterback situation and go, well, why the- Well, you know when Bill a- O'Brien walks in the door, all bets are off. You know where point. I could see him going where? next year? It, let's just say if it is a one-year deal, prove it. With- Green Bay. Oh. Aaron Rodgers needs He should have gone there at the beginning of this year, with Brady. I thought, but yeah. no, he's not. Well, Brady, yeah. but say, let's say Brady ends up in San Francisco or even Miami. They have a ton of talent there. So maybe that's not really the spot where OB- – like if OBJ goes to Green Bay and now he knows, all right, I got a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. They only have one real legit player in the kid Watson. Um, now I go there yeah, and I fit right in and Rodgers feeds me the ball and I do a one-year deal and then, boom, I'm able to get some type of extension – before the season ends, that gives kind of my last kick at the can, or it puts me in a good position where next year as a free agent, look at what I've been able to accomplish. I know he'd never go there, but if I were uh, if I were like a quarterback, coach, wide receiver on Jacksonville, I'd mm-hmm. be like, listen, man, we got a QB, we got a coach that you can believe in. I know we're not there yet, but you could also mm. still be the star down here as well. You, you, I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst place for him you, to go. You but. know what's interesting that you say that is because I wonder if OBJ looks at it and goes, I already got my Super Bowl. Now I want to get my money. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe a One place like yeah, maybe a place like Jacksonville is a place where he goes, you know, the weather's warm. I'm playing on grass. Big deal. Right? Yeah. Playing on grass. There is a, you know, I know what, what Doug Peterson as a coach. Trevor Lawrence is a very talented uh, quarterback. Maybe that is a place where he goes, you know what? Maybe I can get my money there because I already got my ring. So is maybe the ring is not as big of a deal for him now. I agree. That, that, that's an interesting point there. I I'm I, I think that's uh, one of those teams to keep an eye on. And the grass helps too. Life. The gra- oh, by the way, they yeah. redid the turf in Pittsburgh. 
the Akashur Stadium oh, or whatever. Oh, well, because Pitt yeah. plays there as well. And that it is just the gets, worst grass field I've ever played it's on. It's pretty bad. I, I mean, when Pittsburgh? We, yeah, when we yeah. played there, it would be chunks. You go to put your foot Terrible. in the ground, and it was chunks of grass and just, and it was like dirt coming up. You had no footing. Well, but, Rich, and quickly, in the Wigs era, mm-hmm. they also played, and I don't know if they do it as much there now. They also, like, Pitt played there. But they also had high school state championship <laughs> right. games there, too. Rolling so there'd through. be a Saturday where there'd be like five yeah. games and the kids would all tear it up. And then it's like, go play an NFL yeah, game terrible. the next day. Uh, just to put a bow on the Beckham talk, it was the same knee, the left knee. It okay. was. That he had both oh. ACL Yeah, so 2020 I knew, yeah. And then that, yeah, Might like, be hard for him yeah. to get a, from a real good team, right. might be hard for him to get the big bag. So if you lower the, yeah, lower the end to go it's, down It's almost got to be like a prove it to me. Yeah, You know what boy. I mean? Maybe you go, maybe Maybe you go to these teams for the playoff run, and they're looking at it like, all right, if we can get him for the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl, great. But for OBJ, it might be one-year deal in Jacksonville to prove that, okay, your knee is good to go. We got a schedule in Week 14 to go through. We'll do that in a little more than 20 minutes from now. But next, Tom Brady news and Bill O'Brien's name came up this week. We'll talk about both next on WEEI Football Sunday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.